0: And we're fortunate to be joined by Jay Black, the uh, Vice President of Operations over there. And uh, Jay, I um, I got I was sent this in an email the other day, and uh, th- this is sort of, uh, I mean, it is just kind of remarkable when you think of not only who's from Texas, but then some of these people that have had incredible careers in Texas. Uh, I it, does it is the does the ballot each time y'all put one of these primary ballots out? Does it um? Does it look like this? Because this one kind of blew me away.
1: Well, uh, you know, I hate to brag, but they do usually look like this. I mean, I mean, we're in <laughs> Texas, right? I mean, yes. golly. I mean, I tell people all the time, it's as hard to get in the Texas Sports Hall of Fame as, as any Hall of Fame, I think, in the country. Just because, I mean, we're, we're a big tent and we include all sports, and there's so many great athletes and coaches from this state. Uh You know, it's a cliche, but I think it's an honor just to be nominated to be on the ballot.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it. NBA-wise, you got Ginobili. Well, Mavs fans won't like this, but these are great, great players. Tony Parker on there. and, And some of these, you know, Clayton Kershaw, obviously, from Highland Park. Matthew Stafford from Highland Park. I mean, you could really have a nice little Highland Park group here. Uh, that you put together, Jay. What Give us, for for folks that kind of uh, observe this, and we always look forward to those ceremonies you guys have, what do you try to pare it down to? Like if um, uh, sometimes, like in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, they'll expand it a little bit. Obviously, they have the Veterans Committee that will come put a few people in. What is a, uh, give us a reminder on, like, how big is a typical class?
1: Uh, we usually induct eight. Uh, our bylaws allow us to go to 10. Uh, okay. But, you know, to, to keep the, the, the banquet time to a manageable situation, uh, you know, we, we like to put in eight. Uh, this coming banquet in August, on August 28th, we're going to induct nine. We uh, Because of the, the COVID situation, you know, obviously we didn't have a banquet last year. So we are actually going to combine the 2020 class and the, the class of 2021 uh, in August.
0: Okay, and um, and we want to let folks know, by the way, that's a really cool event, and obviously things are opening back up. How are things over there? I mean, y- y'all had to, like everybody, I'm sure we're impacted in a huge way with COVID. Are we uh, everything back rolling again? I'm hoping you guys have a uh, wonderful summer because, my goodness, there's not a better place to go. Waco has great museums. But um, yep. y- what y'all have done with kind of the living history – and of course, I'm a child of the SWC. In fact, my dad played at Baylor in the late '60s. I can't get enough of that. I want to hear Frank Fallon's voice. I want to hear all those great, the legendary. Um, I mean, it, it, who was it? Kern Tips. I oh mean, yeah, it, the, yeah. I mean, the, the, y'all, y'all have preserved all this sort of oral history, and I guess that's been my favorite thing over the year. Jay is the not just to see it, but to but to hear things, and whether it be the the, the school songs. Or people, the that 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 to me might be the greatest thing about the Texas Sports Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the Southwest Conference. I don't know if you knew this. You know, we're the only museum in the country, as far as I'm aware of, that that has an exhibit and tries to tell the history of an entire athletic conference. You know, there's there's not a Big Ten museum. There's not a Pac-10 or Pac-12 museum. There's certainly not a Big Twelve museum yet. So uh You know, even though the the conference you know disbanded in '96, you know, for for a large number of years before professional sports arrived in Texas in in the '60s, uh you know, Southwest Conference was the the biggest the, the biggest show in Texas, and and the Cotton Bowl was, was was kind of the culmination of that every year.
0: Yeah, it 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 was, and I'm thinking of like Lindsey with that coat. I mean, the famous. Um, You know, doing the Cotton Bowl. I think at one point maybe Summerall got involved in the Cotton Bowl. I mean, it's just been some amazing folks involved with it uh, over over the years. Talking to Jay Black, the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, the the vice president of operations over there. Go ahead, Garrett. Jay, what all goes into uh, becoming a qualifier uh, for the Texas Sports Hall of Fame?
1: Well, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty broad criteria. Our our kind of overriding theme is that this person must have brought lasting fame and honor to Texas. So, you know, it's it's purposely that broad because, you know, obviously native Texans are, are eligible, but people like Akeem Olajuwon, who was born in Nigeria but came and starred at the University of Houston and later with the Houston Rockets, you know, he, he, he obviously needs to be recognized, so... So, so that's why we kind of try and have a big tent and and have broad criteria like that.
0: Yeah, I got a question. You know, my longtime radio cohort was Randy Galloway in Dallas. We were on the air together for ten years, and uh, he was my radio mentor. Which uh, which I don't know if I I don't really brag on that. Uh, actually, he was great, but. We, uh, but fame and honor, Jay. I don't know. I don't know if that's the exact uh, wording I think of when I think of Randy Galloway going into the Texas Sports Hall of Fame.
1: <laughs> well, well, he, he's going in in the media division, and we're, you know, that was something we had scheduled in 2020. So we're working on a date next spring for that. But no, I, I remember <laughs> listening to Randy growing up on WBAP. The 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 great station up in Dallas and, and Randy served on this selection committee by the way for a number of years and and uh, exactly. even even hosted a show or two down here while while he was serving on our committee.
0: Oh man that's uh nah he's he's uh he's an icon as you know and uh that's gonna be so fun to uh to see him in there. I think he was scared to get me involved because he knew it would uh <laughs> turn into a roast. But um it that'll be really That'll be really neat. What is that uh since I'm really, you know, interested in that wing, the how many members of that? Can you give me a ballpark figure like that are in that Media Hall of Fame? I would think uh I would think the esteemed Dave Campbell has probably been in that thing for about 40 years now.
1: Well, you're you're correct. Um, I think we we did that uh, down in Houston in the early 2000s um and you know that's got, you know, people like Dan Jenkins and uh, you know, Dave Campbell, of course, and uh, people like that. But, you know, theres I think there were six or eight of those. That, so this is the second-ever class, and we're going to honor people like Eric Maydell, John McClain, Brad Sham, Randy Galloway, of course, uh, Danny Freeman, Bill Mercer, Frank Lieber. So, uh, you know, people, people always want to brag on the great athletes from Texas, but when you talk about the media and the sports writers and the broadcasters who have covered them, I mean, it's, it's an equally impressive group, I think.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, what do you, Are you still, like, acquiring things? You know, one of the things museums and art museums are always trying to get the next big exhibition or whatever. You'll have, uh, obviously, some incredible items there and things to see, especially in the high school wing. How do you go about that, Jay, like making sure you're sort of – still bringing in and staying fresh and all those kinds of things, especially during a pandemic. I would think the only thing about a pandemic, it would probably allow you to focus inward a little bit because you're not having, you weren't having people come through the, come through the, uh, the hall of fame. What, What do you do on that front? How are you constantly looking to add new things?
1: Well, well we are and uh, you know recently Dave South, the, the, the great broadcaster and announcer from that's been associated with Texas A&M for years, um, donated his ring collection. Now we don't have that on exhibit yet but that's on our on our short list of things to get done here this year, but um, you know as far as rotating things and keeping keeping the exhibits fresh, you know every time we have a new class of inductees that, that gives us a chance to collect things from, from, from these athletes, so, so, you know, that kind of forces forces a turnover. But, you know, I, I just I just met a gentleman up at the front desk today who, who donated a couple pictures of Dennis Gentry, the great Baylor wide receiver. Uh, one of them was from, I think, the 81 Cotton Bowl when Baylor played Alabama. It was kind of an action shot, pretty neat. And, you know, another one was a game against the University of Texas. So, yeah, it, it's a combination of us, you know, reaching out to, to people who are going to be inducted and then just people – You know, coming in the museum and say, hey, I've got this ticket in my closet. I've got this game ball that when my dad was a great player and he was awarded this ball. And, you know, a lot of people want to share it with us because they want people to see it.
0: Yeah, I tell you, I'm I'm interested in that. uh, My dad played at Elkhart, Texas. So any of that East Texas high school stuff interests me greatly. And uh, who was it? Ken Hall. I mean, there's just so many. You know, people argue who is the greatest ever in the state of Texas. Earl probably usually wins that uh, argument, but uh, uh, the man from what would that be, Jay Sugarland, Texas, or Sugar? The Sugarland
1: it, it, Express, Ken Hall. Yeah, I mean, whoa. You know, he play, played in the early '50s, but you know, he he still holds the the career high school rushing record. I think it's. I think it's north of 11,000 yards or, or 10,000. It's a big number. But the, but the thing about that, that uh, Matt, that, that, that people don't realize, you know, he didn't play four quarters in a lot of those games because they were so far ahead. And uh, he played Class B, so so they didn't go all the way 16 games deep like kids today that, you know, make it to a state championship game do. So, you know, when you factor that in, I mean, it's it's really amazing what he was able to do.
0: Yeah, I tell you, it's a uh, it's a, it's a neat place. Y'all do such a great job. You got me now reminiscing. Think about Dennis Gentry playing in the same backfield with Abercrombie, and then of course they they lined Dennis up outside, like you said, put him in the slot or something. But those two in the same backfield, and then Grant follows them up with Allen Rice and Alfred Anderson in the same backfield, and then those guys played together with the Minnesota Vikings, and of course uh, Gentry goes to the Bears, and. Um, and uh, Walter goes to the Steelers. I mean that those were I mean Jay, that's back to back Baylor backfields, and quite honestly, Texas had similar type backfields along the time i I just don't I think people that are about 45 and under maybe don't they are 40 and under let's say the SWC, the greatness, including Arkansas um, oh. is um, is just kind of hard it's hard for people to even understand how great it was.
1: Well, I mean, for, for the most part, unlike today, the, the top talent in the state stayed in the Southwest Conference. I mean, you know, Oklahoma has always done well recruiting in Texas, but, but they were about the only ones that could get in here in prize schools away from, from the A&Ms and the Texas and the Baylor squads. And, you know, Coach Tab was able to just kind of reload. You know, he didn't have to rebuild every year. He was just kind of reloading with that talent.
0: Yeah, yeah, and those guys, some of those guys like Alfred and Walter was right down the street. So it worked out. Uh, it worked out really well. Well, listen, um, I hope this this goes so. Uh, this is going to be a fun ceremony. I hope it's packed because I think we're back with the vaccinations and everything. Everybody's doing well. Uh, can you tell us, Jay, how to uh, folks that maybe want to attend that ceremony? Do you still have some space available?
1: Oh yeah, we we're going to be at the uh, base this year. The new heart of Texas uh, facility that's opened up on Bosky. You can go to our website, tsa for more information or call the museum. And, uh, you know, we've got a great class. we got a local legend, Derek Johnson, coming in. You talk about a well-rounded ballot for the class of 22. Well, this class we're going to induct is includes, you know, track stars like Leroy Burrell and Michelle Carter, uh, the great football player, uh, DeMarcus Ware, Charlie Waters, and then you know, to cover basketball, we've got some of the greatest female basketball players that have ever hit a court, and Teresa Witherspoon and Sophia Young. So, we're well, we're excited to to get all these people together and have a big crowd, hopefully in August.
0: Okay, um, count me in. Okay, I'm RSVPing right now, Jay. So all you right. can't uh, you can't turn me down since we're live on the <laughs> air. All right, so go ahead and put me for like a plus one. Um, Done deal. Yeah, yeah, that's that'll be that'll be very exciting, and that'll be that'll get us all ramped up as we get ready for college football season in the NFL. Uh, Jay, thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Love that Hall of Fame, and again, I've been going to it since I was a kid, growing up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and then uh, of course when it moved to Waco, that even made it better. And uh, and it's just it's great to see you guys open and 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 uh, and doing business over there.
1: Hey, thanks, Matt. Appreciate the opportunity. Y'all have a great weekend. There he goes,
0: Jay Black.